This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 91. Matt Hale on Serving Suggestions. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hello and welcome. It's Jason Lynette here. Welcome you to the December 22nd session. This is session number 91, just before the Christmas holidays here in the U.S. And I have to, uh, I maybe have to explain the beginning of this this podcast session. As is usual, the trend, and you'll hear this reiterated as we're about to jump in, some of my favorite sessions of this Work Smart Hypnosis series have been ones where you're capturing the very first interaction with that person that I've actually ever had. So, you know, the the conversation with Jonathan Chase comes to mind that it was the very first time we ever talked. The interaction with uh, Anthony Galey was the very first time we ever talked. Now, there's an exception to this that Matt Hale is a stage hypnotist, comedy hypnotist out of Australia, that he and I go back maybe to 2007 And uh, here we are, like nine years later, finally having a real conversation via Skype. So the setup to this was uh, all the banter of the fact that he's 13 hours ahead. So there were all sorts of references to wonderful things happening in the future and uh, all sorts of odd puns back and forth. So um, we're going to we're going to bring this as you're actually going to hear the entire conversation from start to finish because worthwhile some some points that I really want to highlight inside of here. First of all, the reason that I reached out to Matt to have Mon here is that, again, my passion to this is people that are taking this work of hypnosis and just doing that little bit of an extra twist in a different direction to find their own unique flavor, their own unique style, their own unique approach to it. You know, there's an interesting aspect where the entire thing becomes so original that it really can't be emulated. It can't be modeled. It can't be, to use a negative term, ripped off. I'd give a reference. Some of you might have some interest in the magic community. And even if you don't, look up this guy online on YouTube. His name is Mac King, M-A-C and then King. And he does this show as kind of this country bumpkin character. And I mean, the entire act from start to finish is kind of this guy who is... So unassuming, unalarming is doing these outstanding, incredible magic feats. And you can't steal one aspect of his act because the entire thing is so original that why the heck would you suddenly be magically producing a giant Fig Newton? And if that's not enough to get you to go off and Google his name, I don't know what else will. And somehow Fig Newtons is the transition here to Matt Hale. That as I've seen the projects that Matt has done over the years, which again, you'll hear me ask him about the transition of of one night doing a show on basically a dirt floor and the next night doing a show in a very, very elite corporate audience, doing television and media around the world, branding his theater shows and fringe festival shows in rather unique ways. And what you're going to hear us really highlight is this, the successful strategy of positioning ourselves in a way that we've got to make it work, you know? So you're going to hear how he had booked his first couple of shows before really knowing what he was doing. 
and that's been a mindset that's popped up several times in several conversations here. I would highlight a former student of mine that was a firefighter that from day one of the hypnosis training just took off running and really got it really understood it. And from his background, he kind of verbalized it in a unique way. He goes, I'm, I'm going into an emergency and whatever I'm going to say is going to stick. So I need to make sure that when I'm speaking, I'm speaking with authority, I'm speaking with intention, and I may not be the right person to solve that issue, yet it's my responsibility to be there and take care of things until I can get them to the right place. So He's in an environment, as he said, where he's not allowed to stop and say, whoops, whatever he says, that's what was supposed to be there. It's the way that, you know, in terms of improvisational acting, not just the improv comedy, give us a funny prompt, we'll do something with it. But even in terms of dramatic improvisational sort of rehearsal strategies, the whole mindset of yes and, that as soon as it's out there, as soon as it's in the environment, this is just what it is and we're going to make it work. And as I interact with hypnotists around the world, whether it's people that are getting started or people that I have conversations with, uh, whether on this program or elsewhere, it's that mindset of, we're going to make this thing work. We're going to go somewhere together and let's see what happens. So borrowing the term of his current project, let's jump right in. This is an outstanding one. Listen and have fun. I'm having this conversation around nine o'clock before going to bed. And as Matt's sending me images of him walking his dog at 10 in the morning, his time, the wonders of time travel and international time zones. Here we go. Session number 91, Matt Hale on Serving Suggestions. Hello, hello. Hey there. How's it hey, going? How you going? <laughs> you know, I've always, right. I've never had the guts to do something. And the thought was always, you go into like a bar and like a really bar, really cool bar that usually has all sorts of creative drinks. I used to live downtown uh, Baltimore and they had like the, um, the the sort of bar where they were doing things with like liquid nitrogen and freezing shots right there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing was yeah. just come up with the most offensive names for a drink possible. <laughs> but just say them with the straightest face possible just to see what they would say, just to see what they would serve you. <laughs> you you can say i reckon you'd definitely get away from it, it away with it in a couple of places i know <laughs> you know like yeah the, the hotel bar not so much where they typically make one of four drinks and yeah that's, yeah that's pretty yeah, much yeah it. yeah 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 but there's the kind of place that i think shit we don't we don't oh i can't i can't admit to not knowing this one <laughs> what's in that one <laughs> uh, yes could uh, I get a so shaved, you're good yeah let me get a shaved yeah. raccoon straight <laughs> just see what would happen <laughs> uh, so you're so you're obviously at home taking it easy yeah i, I uh the the fun of this time of year i uh, taught a class all day and then i uh, did some projects and then came home and did bath time bedtime with the kids and uh here we go the wonders of time travel where there you are in the robot with the robot future yeah 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 all yeah. good and, and you, you can hear me okay can you yeah you sound great Okay, great, easy. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, that's always, just... that's always the fun of the yeah. audio uh, medium. And yeah. uh, hey, let's do this one right. I've actually already been recording and we're going to air this segment here. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cool thing about this is that you and I have 
have known each other for quite some time by way of, as I say, being best friends online. Yeah. <laughs> by wonders yeah, it's of, kind of... I think we connected first with uh, Stage Hypnosis Center, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, but, you, you know, you, you're one of those people I, I feel that you you are someone that I know when we hang out, but we actually don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, never actually met in person. And I've always found, um, yeah. let this be a comment back to some of the previous podcast sessions. I think some of the best ones are where we're capturing the absolute first conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the direction of this is that, again, usually this tends to be just, we'll, we'll have a chat and see where it goes. There's some things that I want to kind of get some updates on and projects that you're doing that I find interesting. And we, we typically begin with that superhero origin story. So what was the, what was the story before getting into hypnosis for you? Ah, oh, well, like, like where, where I kind of yeah. started out where it all started. before hypnosis. Right. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm a real mixed bag. I, I started DJing when I was 15 mm-hmm. and then at 18, I started working in clubs around the world. I kind of, I, I had I got a place in uni, but I also got at the same same time I got a contract to work a club in Greece. So I went, oh maybe I'll just go and do that and come back after a year and then do uni. But of course, you know you do do the club in Greece and they give you another contract somewhere else. I was like, no, well I could hold off uni for another year, surely. So uh, consequently, <laughs> that was my uh, my, <laughs> my deterioration of never going to uni. But um, I, I ended up just to jump in. Was there original focus a direction you thought you were going before? Yeah, look, I was always interested in 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 media as such, and uh, and and also the performance side of things. And so my, my the I'd actually secured a place at uni, and that was in um in media studies. So uh, yeah, it was all, it was all going where I wanted to to be. But I, I'd also started in radio as well. I'd started working community radio as a as a fifteen year old. So then I yeah I just started DJing around the world, and then also uh, I I ended up. After a few years, going back to the UK and doing a radio. So, so just to <laughs> also just to kind of clarify a couple of things. I'm originally from the UK, but I've now spent 19 years in Australia. So I, I live in Australia now. So I have a very mixed accent. I fit in absolutely nowhere now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but I was also also along the way. I was always really fascinated in the mind, and um, I, I remember seeing. Uh, a guy called Dominic O'Brien, a memory master, actually doing some kind of memory feat on TV. And I'm the kind of person I always used to think, yeah, I can probably do that. I mean, it looked impossible, but I just thought, there's a man doing that thing. I can probably do it. <laughs> right? yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so he'd written a book. So I read the book and, uh, and uh, you know, once I learned the techniques and how the hows and whys and, you know, all the things that needed to fall into place I, I would do this strange memory feat and and so it was a fascination with the mind and how the mind works and just how these little techniques you could use but also at the same time I had this kind of career which was just really fun and, and really amazing and I, I I end up working on in the US you call it morning radio in the UK in Australia we call it breakfast radio so like really great kind of the great kind of commercial radio show type crazy hey crazy crew you're doing crazy stuff hey let's laugh at everything and hey why don't you go out and do this so yeah i would do stuff and we'd interview anyone from you know the spice girls to matt damon and uh, it's just just you know i would do all the kind of stunt type stuff you know getting strapped to the bonnet of a, a hood of a car and getting driven through the the, the wall of death flaming wall and stuff oh, like the crazy yeah, stuff like so you do. I, yeah I, I, yeah, yeah. so i did radio for, for a number of years in the uk and australia but eventually my uh 
fascination with hypnosis, which had been a fascination and interest for, for a long time, it just uh, got the better of me. And I, I, I didn't want to wonder anymore. And at the end of 2007, I quit radio to the complete amazement of absolutely everyone. who went like, hang on, you, you're getting out this really incredibly amazing job to, to do what? Right, so you're going to do a hypnosis show. Okay, right, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where I transitioned to about 2007. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of points to highlight inside of that, that I love the aspect of seeing, I mean, first it was the memory act, and to look at something yep. and go, that's incredible, that's impossible, yet still at the same time go, I bet I could do that. Yeah, it's it's, re it's really strange. I, I I I now realize it's it's not the most common way of looking things it's normally the opposite but i do realize from kind of the things i've done that along the way i've had this kind of focus or, or this just outlook where i would see stuff and think yeah i could probably do that that now of course along the way i do prove myself wrong occasionally right yeah <laughs> but, but it's, we, we it, call it, those it, learning lessons <laughs> yeah yeah but it's definitely better than thinking wow that looks amazing I, you know I, I, I bet i couldn't do that and occasionally proving yourself wrong, which means you get a couple of wins along the way, you know? So it's kind of the, the, the flip of that. Well, I, mean, and I, story, I didn't wreck... There's a story of mine that comes to mind that I, I forget if this has ever popped up here in any of the podcast sessions that here we are, I think we're number 91 in. And uh, it's a moment during a class where... Hang on, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. Are you, are, you, are you telling me that I get to do the 91st? You get to do the 91st. Like, I was like... The ninety first. Oh man, this I know that's the one to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Forget, anyway, sorry. Uh, other people got yeah. anyway. So uh, it, it's in the middle of a class, and there's a moment where something is something is happening that one part of my brain is going, "Jason, shut up and just take the compliment," and another part of my brain is going, "Something's wrong with this, and you need to explore it." Where I have a student in the class who. Every demo, you and I have a similar similar lineage that from your version of the story with radio was me working in management in theater, the less, the less sexy side of theatrical arts where I was behind the scenes. I could claim yeah. wizard behind the curtain, but really you were mostly mopping stages and setting up props. Right. But, you know, yeah. the same the same point in time where things were successful and the phrase I love is just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. And it's a yeah. student who's going, oh, I am so glad you left that theater career. You were made to do this. You are so good. And again, one part of the brain is going, just shut up and take the compliment. <laughs> and the other part is, is realizing gradually it's this person playing the mental pattern of that is really good and I can't do that. As opposed to, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I know he's toured out in Australia, mentalist by the name of Mark Salem. That oh, okay, no, I I know the name, but I, yeah, I've not he, seen him. Or, he gives or, or a disclaimer at the end of his act. Yeah. He does a mental magic show, and the disclaimer yeah. at the end is basically along the lines, if I remember it right, a five-year-old could do everything you've just seen me do. After, <laughs> after, but the key, the kicker is after forty years of professional training and experience. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's That's presenting that. the idea that everything was simple, yet it can be learned. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that, and that, and that's that's kind of I, you know I get asked a lot in radio interviews. I do a hell of a lot of radio interviews when I when I travel with my show, and um, you know you, you know you do get asked the same questions all the time, and you know sometimes you make up funny answers just to amuse yourself, but <laughs> most of the time I try and stay stay on book so to speak. But yeah, one of the things people you know do ask is like, you know, like you know, were you born with this kind of thing? And it is quite an amazing 
thing. I, I don't hide the fact that it's a, it's a learned ability. And I say, you know, anyone, you know, so I do explain to people, look, some people are more suited to it for sure. You know, someone's tried to teach me how to play the piano once. I'd love to play the piano well. I just didn't find I was, you know, really, you know, that <laughs> naturally gifted to kind of play it properly. And it's probably the same with what I do. I just found, hey, I was probably a bit more attuned to it, but it's certainly just pinning, pinning skills, uh, learned skills rather than just like being an, an absolute natural. It just came to me, which is certainly not the case. Though at the same time, there are, you know, there, there's the concept, of, I try to remember who had the phrase, someone will correct me on the credit, but the concept of soft skills, that there are things that we might have done in other careers that lend its nature over to what we're doing now. So I've met many people over the years that came from a, you know, a DJing background that the concept of you know, directing the focus of the audience and keeping that momentum going. You know, the the aspect of part of what I used to do in theater was to be the Excel document junkie and know the exact ins and outs of when every single prop came on the stage and when it left, which is now yeah. how, you know, I nerd out over programming a webinar all in one swipe, and it's basically the same strategy. So, so yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. that transition, though, from one career that was successful, you're now getting started in hypnosis. What was kind of that footing in terms of getting things up and running? Well, look, well, to take it way back, I, I took part in a hypnosis show when I was 21 in the UK. And I, again, you know, I loved that experience so much. Uh, you know, at the end of that, you know, again, I was like, man, that was amazing. That was great. I, uh, wow. That, yeah, yeah. How do I do that? I can probably do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, my, you know, my first books – because, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I, I'm kind of in my 40s now. So, yeah, that was pre-internet, pre-DVDs. So my, my first dealings with was like knew no, knew no one in that kind of world. And the only things I could get my hands on was things I can get from the libraries or, or libraries nearby. And so I can't even remember which books I did originally get, but I would just pick up any books that which had anything about hypnosis in them and then kind of, you know, just try things with people, you know, uh, so that was, uh, you know, and, and so it was more of a party trick for a little while. But yeah, when I kind of really went and wanted to formalize things many years later, yeah, a lot of things, uh, yeah, a lot of things started to fall into place. And I, uh, yeah, I contacted Jeffrey Ronning and because uh, I knew he was good with the stage stuff. And because uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to just kind of like try and just put something together and, you know, just, you know, guess at it. So I kind of think, well, who's, who does really well at this? And, you know, certainly, you know, then it was... Jeffrey Ronnie and I seemed to have a, a fantastic raft of, you know, people who'd gone through and, and used his products and stuff. And, and yeah, so I kind of used that kind of thing for the stage side of things to get myself up and running. And I also kind of integrated with a lot of other people around the world, and especially uh, Anthony Jackwin and the, and the head hacking crew at the time there as well, who are, who, who are now great friends. Um, and they, I guess they were, they were my first kind of, so the head hacking guys and, Jeffrey Ronan and anyone involved in that stage hypnosis center at the time, like yourself, you know, they were the first kind of contact I'd had with other guys doing the similar kind of things rather than me bumbling around on my own trying to make it up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's, that, that was kind of in my transitional period. Yeah. So then from that journey to getting it up and running, I mean, what types of, yep. uh, and, and most of your time, correct me, most of your time has been, if not all stage hypnosis, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've 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 done the uh, yeah one of the certifications for hypnotherapy, and and that that was that was good because along the way, you know, obviously it's great because I would see 
people and help them quit smoking and, and, and all the all the usual things. But my, my focus was on the stage and I would use the other side just to, you know, kind of buffer the, <laughs> the lack of money through lack of shows. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, of course, when you make that kind of career change, you know, you know, midlife, you don't go from zero shows to paying your mortgage again overnight. So, you know, I would do every, everything I could while I was, you know, building up the show work and, uh, you know, and also outside hypnosis. I mean, I, I'm a big... Big, uh, I, I love my surfing, so I did a, I did a surf instructing course, and, and I would teach people how to surf in the mornings, and then uh, in the evenings I'd, I'd do the shows as and when I could book them, and then you know, as that as I did more shows, I could drop off the hosting quiz nights and teaching surfing to do more shows and uh, until it kind of finally transitioned and, and seeing a few clients along the way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And let, let's jump around a little bit because I'd share that. Uh, I'll phrase it two different ways. One way by um, just, you know, keeping track of what you've been up to over the years online. We can also paraphrase that as stalking you while you sleep. <laughs> the the, the trip. Well, it's, it's okay. It's 9, 8, 9 PM here. It's 10 AM there. So it's a yeah. fair statement. So no, but the transition that I can see that you're often, you do a lot with social media. You do a lot with updating in terms of what you're doing. And what I'd love yep. to kind of hear your take on is that transition where here you are one night and it's a photo of a show and it's folding chairs, basically either on dirt or sand in some outdoor venue. And the next day, here's this yep. really, really posh corporate arena. Yes. Yeah. What, and, and, uh, and sorry. And. Yeah, go ahead. So you're saying that's, that, that's, that's what you're still seeing? Is that what you're saying? I was seeing that for a while. I don't know if that's been a more recent yep. thing, but just kind of that transition of it's how, you know, we'd often look at it being, there's some people that would be, oh, I do stage hypnosis and I also see clients. Yet here you are in the entertainment side, yet working just a wide range. And I'm just curious, yeah, yeah. kind of working that range, if there's a strategy behind it, what what fascinates you about it? you know, in terms of just that variety of venue. Yeah, actually, it's, it's really interesting, right? Because I am, um, this is a, a strange little fact, but I, so I live in Perth, Western Australia. Now, if you Google Perth, it is actually classed as one of the most isolated cities in the world. It's, it's the furthest away from the next major city. You know, Adelaide is our next major city, and that is 3,200 kilometers away. Hmm. So, you know, it, it's a fair distance. So, you know, it's very hard to go, well, I'm going to do this niche and stay here. So, (laughs) so to start with, it was out of necessity. I would kind of obviously do whatever show I could get booked in. Now, obviously it's, you know, we'd all love to be performing on these beautiful stages to hundreds of people in a nice corporate event with everyone sat down in a black tie and, and, and just perfectly quiet and loving the show and that kind of thing but you know i you know i didn't have that luxury to be able to say right i'm going to start and just do those gigs so i i would do from the start i would put on shows in you know bars or anywhere i could do them sports clubs and that kind of thing and you know and then start to build up into the into the more corporate arena now 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 yeah now i certainly do you know most of my work is in the corporate but the funny thing is i will you will still occasionally see a, a photo of me you know with 12 chairs with you know, the Aussie outback in the background, I'm outside, it's the logistics for a hypno show are almost impossible, but I can probably do it. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> I think I can do it. And, and that's because I, you know, I, 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 I get these strange inquiries sometimes, you know, can you fly out and entertain all our mine site workers in, in remote Australia? And I'm kind of like, yeah, sure. And so I go out there and do that. And certainly it's not a nice stage and it's not a, 
you know, <laughs> I'm dealing with guys have literally just been deposited back into the bar area after 11 hours in a mine site. And uh, but um, I, I will tell you this, you know, it, that's still a show that pays me some good money to do a show. So, you know, it may not be it may not look as glamorous sometimes, but, you know, I still will do those shows if I got asked to do them. And in fact, I'll do you know, most shows if it's if, it, if it's financially viable, I'll, I'll do. But uh, obviously, the, you know, the more popular I've got in the last you know, few years, you know, it's nice to be able to kind of say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd prefer to do this show than something else. So. Although to look at that again, to kind of pull out some sort of strategy of it, you know, seeing the 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 memory act, seeing the stage hypnosis show, being a part of it and that mindset yeah. of that's incredible. I bet I can do that. I, I tend to yeah. find across the board as I as I chat with people, this mindset of I'm going to position myself in a way that I've got to figure this thing out as I go. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when, yeah. When, when the one that's not yeah. quite yeah. as successful is still kind of in that incubation phase of, well, what yeah. if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah. Yeah, well, and that was the same, and it's actually the same for my very first show. I actually I booked myself a hypnosis show without knowing how to do a hypnosis show. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, with always the thought in my mind, I want to do this, and you know, I'd, I'd already quit my work, and I was, yeah, well, it's, I'm going to put this together soon, and we're, you know, and you know, I, I started talking the talk of that. Oh, this is what I'm going to do. And someone said, oh, great, if you're doing that show, we'd love to use you for this. And I was like, okay, yeah, that'd be great. And they said, yeah, it's, it's in like six weeks' time. And I was like, yeah, sure, right, yeah. And that's when I kind of went off and went, oh, no, holy crap, okay, I, I really do have to do this now. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I booked my first show without having a show. But, you know, it, you know, kind of I, I really went went really heavy on trying to, make sure I, ha I had the best product, you know, for me at that point, by the time it got to that six weeks. I mean, there's something about putting that pressure on it of, you know, I've got, I mean, I don't know if you, over here, the, one of the primary markets that I worked for a while was working with high schools, primarily the, the fundraising model. And it was a funny thing that I eventually started offering two different products. One of them was the ticket split fundraiser based on the number of tickets. It's a no risk fundraiser. You don't owe me anything yep. if you don't sell any tickets, but based on the number of tickets, this is how we would split the profits. And if that sounded a little too complicated to try to figure out of counting tickets and everything, look, you can just buy the show for this amount. Basically, whatever you earned after that amount, that's all yours to keep. And over yep. time, it was that discovery that the groups that would just outright just buy the show. Those were the only audience. Right, okay. Those were the only groups that would sell out the entire auditorium and make a ton of money, because it yeah, was that, yeah, it yeah, was that yeah. shift of mindset versus it'd be nice to earn some funds for softball team. Oddly enough, yeah. it seems there are still a ton. I don't know if this is converted around the world, but there are still a bunch of uh, high school softball uh, girls teams called Lady Cougars. Right, is that right? They need to update that. No, but again, it'd be nice <laughs> yeah. if, uh, seriously, look into it. But it's, again, this place of it'd be nice to earn the money versus, no, we've got to sell 120 tickets to break even. And that's the yeah, group yeah. that would just outsell the entire space. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's you know, my, my story was opening up Virginia Hypnosis, the practice that I run and signing the big scary lease and going, okay, make this work. As opposed yeah, to dipping yeah. the toes in and going, well, I think, uh, well, to bring it to your side, I, I think I'll go surfing, but let me just hold the board and get up it to my ankles. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, I'm out in the water, the wave is carrying me. I got to figure out a way to get back to shore without dying. <laughs> now, now, now I'm going to do Now I'm going to work this out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it's uh, an amazing motivation strategy to, to position ourselves in a way which there, there are some TV projects that you've done that, you know, in, I mean, back to that media job on the radio, you yeah. really didn't have that opportunity to go in most cases, oh, wait, let me do that again. You're no, and actually, that, that's that's true. I think maybe w working in that live situation for for years, you know, what goes to air goes to air, and yeah, there's there's no, hey, can we edit that? Can we redo that? It, you know, there was there was so much of that. So now it's kind of straight. I like I said, I do a lot of radio interviews. Uh, you know, occasionally we do some TV work, and uh, you, know, you know, occasionally I'll do some live TV stuff. Which you know, again, is there's that kind of flicker in my mind is like. Well, we can't do this again. I could look ridiculous in the face of, you know, three million viewers across Australia <laughs> <laughs> if this guy doesn't do X or whatever, you know. So, but it's, you know, I, 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 do, I do still have that belief that, yeah, but I can probably do it. You know, everything else is, is kind of, you know, so. It, and and I, I, I also don't really have much, I don't really put much emotional value into, you know, the, the, the what if scenario as in you know like it's not really going to be that bad right even if i was on national tv and you know this guy who was apparently hypnotized did not do x and you know then this happened and this well then you know it's it's not going to suddenly cancel all my show bookings for the year and it's not gonna you know it, you know there'll be another tv show there'll be another radio interview where it's going to be hilarious and fantastic so yeah i i don't involve myself too much in yeah, you know, I, I know the possibility of things not going the way I want is there, but it, it doesn't really, you know, occupy my mind too much. Right, right. So is there some sort of strategy, some sort of technique you're bringing to anything you're doing with radio, uh, whether it, whether it's radio or TV, to more to perhaps bring it to be more of a success? If there's a specific oh, strategy that you're you're kind of employing to make that work, as I like to say, more good or better. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm always trying to make things more gooder, and and yeah, of course, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stack the odds as much as I right, can yeah, in my favour. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I'm never gonna go, hey, you know, you know, just bring me someone and we'll try and hypnotise them there, and yeah, hopefully it work. Blah blah blah. So in those situations, yeah, for sure, I will. For example, I'll request a, a number of people to talk with uh, off air. You know, and I'll explain, you know, it's some people may need longer than we have on, on air. Some people may need a different technique than I'm going to use on air. And so if you if you give me at least two or three people, I can work out, you know, who's going to be great to use. It's in your interest to use the best person on air for your show as well as it is as much for, 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 for me having a successful outcome. So, you know, I, I would deal with a few people and then I'll work out from there who's going to be the, the, the great one to use on air or occasionally, you know, maybe more than one. And I'll... I kind of outlined before, you know, what, you know, basically what we're going to do and, you know, how it's meant to look and feel. And, and you know, it's like, you know, I'm doing a mini pre-talk, mm -hmm. you know, off air with whoever I'm working with. I'm never going to go on cold. That's what right. I'm not going to yeah. do. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go on cold and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself into a challenge situation where it's like, hey, we've got the hypnotist and guess what? But you can't challenge this guy. He doesn't want to be, you know, that kind of thing. So. Because, of course, you know, they'll be correct. I, I won't be able to hypnotize that guy because, you know, he'll be like, I'm not going to listen to anything you're saying. I'm not going to do anything you're going to ask me to. So, you know, I'm going to engage people who want to take part, go as much as I can 
before. How often would you find yourself actually doing the hypnosis in some form on air versus doing it off air? And then, you know, as the as the spot begins, they're kind of coming into the action as is already in motion. Most of the time, I do an induction off air. See, we, we see a broadcast law over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadcast law is you, you're not allowed to broadcast an induction on air uh, legally. So, so anyway, so uh, that dictates somewhat anyway. So I will do an induction off air, uh, and then do a reinduction on air. So you know, so I've I've already discovered who's going to be great for the interview, and then you know, there's no reason you know for the most odds that this guy's not going to go back in and out quite easily, you know, once we get on air. Right. Occasionally, occasionally, occasionally maybe, but hey, that's what happens sometimes. Well, again, it's that mindset of stacking the deck in our favor. There's, there's, There's a similar through line in terms of I love the mindset of it's within our ethical responsibility to use every skill we have to make sure the client is a success. Yeah, absolutely. And and, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I mean, I'm always, you, you know, I, I, I try and make what I do not a mystery. I try and strip it down to, hey, this is because of this and because of that. You know, I, you know, you know enough about me that I, I can't get away with being like, you know, I, I'm here to control your mind and mm-hmm. this is all powerful, all mighty. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be able to get away with that kind of uh, presentation anyway. So it's nice, you know. I, I, you know, I, I genuinely like people. I genuinely love chatting to people. So when I get my guys who are potential volunteers to use on air you know i'm gonna create some kind of report not because i'm going not because i'm checking off a recreate rapport with these guys now you know it's i'm i'm literally i you know i want to find out about them hey make them feel comfortable make them feel comfortable with me and let's go on, on air and have some fun you know stop any kind of mental block for them being worried about what they may do Got it, got it. So there's a combination of the, the previous experience with the current experience, and correct me on the name, the the minds, the, the project of Club Gnosis? Oh, Club Gnosis, yes. Yeah, tell, <laughs> me, tell, tell us more about that. Okay, so th- this is interesting, because, okay, so I, I obviously make my money doing my, um, my stage hypnosis show, and I you know, travel all over now, we tour the UK, Asia, Australia, we're on base, I work on the big cruise lines, we do public shows, corporate shows, all this kind of thing. But at the same time, in the last couple of years, I, I, it's something that's been rattling around in my head. I just always thought, because I still love to DJ when I can, you know, you know, 20 years on or whatever. I just don't get the opportunity to do so much. But I always thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to kind of actually combine the two? Because, you know, when I look back on when I was DJing a lot, I, you know, you would see people trance out. And, you know, we have we have words in in, in the dance music scene, you know, trance music, hypnotic beats, and, and, and all these are, the, these are not by accident. They're not just tags that have been put on. It's because, you know, it is, you know, you, if I thought about it or when I started to think about it, it's like, yeah, people are, you know, getting lost in the music. They're, you know, they are trancing out. They are getting, you know, zoned out by these hypnotic beats. And so I just suddenly thought, well, why not combine the both and actually make this a, something that happens by choice and not and not by chance you know so it's not they're not accidentally going into this kind of zoned out type of dance mode you know let's actually make this happen by combining what i now know about hypnosis and uh, you know how, how the kind of mind's working and reacting so i put together this it's not a show but it, we we do it as a show situation so it's not like a whole club night it's a 60 minute experience it's called the club gnosis experience and i explain it as it's hypnosis plus house music fusion so yeah I, i'm i'm djing i'm doing basically a 60 minute dj set but at the same time 
I'm uh, talking over a lot of the stuff and guiding people into into some kind of you know visualization. So it's like a sixty minute visualization to to dance music. It's it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, again, it was one of those things where when I, when I wanted to do that, when I wanted to do the stage show, of course, there's a there's a template for that. You know, there's it has been done before, and although you know, I'd like to think the way I do it is you know, different to if I see you do yours or someone see someone else do theirs or something. You know, there there will be a lot of us, me included, who who you know will still use the same kind of thing. Okay, we'll do a free talk, then we'll get the volunteers up, and then we'll do induction, then we'll do the routines. And but for what I had with the club notices experience, this was really just something that was in my head, and the only way I could find out if it worked or not was to do it. <laughs> so so. I booked myself three nights of doing this at a uh, at not a big arts festival earlier this year, and uh, yeah, just went for it. We sold tickets and uh, you know did this for three nights, and and it was basically proof of concept. So that's now led to me later this month playing a, a very big music festival with it, and then going back to the same fringe festival next year and doing ten shows this time. So. Yeah, it's it's an interesting experience. It's it's an interesting thing for me. It's it's, it's kind of like a pet project, you know. Com- commercially, it's not it's a, it's not great, but you know, it's just a really creatively for me. I love it. Yeah, and again, it's kind of opening up a market that many people wouldn't have considered. And it's how it's funny that when we talk about the word trance, different communities have different perceptions of that word. And just that combination of, well, for us, it's this. And for that community, it's that. But here's the cross line. Here's the crossover. Yeah. How, how have people yeah. been responding to that so far? Yeah, well, this I mean, this because it, it's a very different audience, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm dealing with, a, you know, predominantly a clubbing audience. Uh, you know, guys who either currently go clubbing or were clubbers in the past. So they're not guys who are like, let's go out and see a comedy show. They're, they're people who love their music and just love the idea of this. This uses their you know, their entertainment of choice in a different way. So it, it, it's interesting. Though. So they may not have had any kind of hypnotic experience before. But, it, you know, it, this isn't where I'm pulling people up onto a stage and doing stuff. It's, it's a kind of a whole venue experience, which is explained and how we put it together. But. You know, it is strange for some people because they haven't experienced something like this on purpose before, although they may have had the same feelings, the same kind of immersion in their own thoughts or the music. They haven't done it on purpose before. It's just been as a byproduct of being at a club. So to actually direct their attention to certain things and to the beat and what's happening and tying that and anchoring things and triggering things and making, you know, certain things happen, catalepsy, all these different things <laughs> in the context of, in, in the context of a club situation is bizarre, right? Is there a so, specific um, moment that you can kind of describe that has one of those sort of phenomenal moments inside of it? Oh yeah. For, for me, it was, yeah, because I know, it's, yeah, we hear it so many times in, in dance music songs, you know, put your hands up in the air or, you know, sometimes put my hands in the air, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, if I got those those arms to raise automatically? So, again, this was just, hey, this is a funny thing in my mind. I can probably do this. Um, but when it actually happened, it was crazy, you know, you know, because as part of the thing, it was you know, I want it to be this to be a subconscious thing that happened and not like, hey, guys, now just put your hands in the air. Uh, you know, I wanted to draw to the fact 
draw attention to the fact that as you focus on this and certain other things, then you may start to find your arms starting to raise, you know, and, and, and of course, I'm soundtracking the music in a very, very specific way with my, my knowledge of hypnosis, but also more importantly, probably my knowledge of the music. So, um, you know, this is really heavily timed on, on the music and the words. But yeah, the, the first night I did this, I was like, oh, look at that, it actually works. <laughs> so it was quite a moment. But, uh, you know, definitely even from that first night, I, was, I had so many variables that I actually hadn't thought of that changed from that point on as well. Which I'm curious if that leads into just the creative process, because I know there's there's a sense of branding in some of the projects that you've done. I know you've done yeah, a, yeah. A, there's a there's a friend show about no chickens allowed or something. Of yeah, that look, I, yeah, look, I, I, so so what happened was I started to do this funny kind of uh, a little tagline on all my shows and my marketing, which was. 100% chicken-free guarantee because, you know, <laughs> as we all know as hypnotists, as we all, as we all know as hypnotists, you know, you, you know, more often than not, if you get introduced to someone who is a hypnotist, you know, there's still a lot of people out there who go, oh, you know, don't turn me into a chicken or, you know, or you turn up at a show, oh, you're going to make me cluck around like a chicken. And so I, I started to say, no, it's 100% chicken-free guarantee and got a little logo made up. And and, and people used to really think that was funny and, and you know, pull their, uh, my attention to it. So oh, I love the whole thing with the you know, chicken puree. So last year's Fringe show, now I went just to give you an idea about what Fringe show. So basically I'm, it's my comedy hypnosis show, but for the public. And I, I performed it last year at one of the biggest festivals in the world and I ran it for about 25 nights. So, but then that becomes my, that becomes my theater show that, they, that I then tour throughout the year as well. So because people have been, Talking about this chicken free, they they loved it. Last year's show was just called, yeah, it was literally just called 100% chicken free guaranteed, mm-hmm. <laughs> or one of the shows was. So yeah, but but that, again, that kind of what I my aim when I first started doing the shows, even from day one, was I didn't want to have a lot of the associations of old hypnosis shows. Yeah, and it it may be it, it may be a lot different in the US because it's it's a much bigger form of entertainment that it is here, but it still did have a, a lot of old connotations here, you know, swinging watches, mysterious looks, you know, big kind of dark, oh, I'm going to control your mind and all that kind of thing. So I wanted to be as far away from that as possible. So whenever you see my marketing, it'll be, it'll be bright. It'll be kind of fun. It'll be, you know, it, it'll, I'll, I'll tie it through to the hypnosis with the name of the, the show, but, you know, you're not going to see me doing many kind of typical hypnosis looks or things, or if or if so, it will be out of some kind of you know fun kind of way of doing it. You know, so I just didn't want to have an old association with what people might be thinking the show is about, which you know I still battle against. But once they come and see the show, it, it, it's a different thing. Well, I think there's a balance sometimes to giving them a little bit of what they're expecting because that's what kind of gets them in the door and gets the mindset in there but at the same time it's that what can we do to set it apart i mean there's things that uh, i've recently seen you know doing some routines that are keeping things very modern uh, where the the, one of the trending things right now is doing the mannequin challenge and here's a video clip of you doing that actually in a show recently is is there is there a technique or some sort of mindset you've got to making sure you're keeping it current making sure you're keeping it you know, up to date, both for the audience, but also for yourself, too. 
Yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a very, uh, uh, you know, I, I do just not out of prof- professional reason, but just out of personal reason. I love knowing what's going on. I, you know, I'm very involved with social media and I'm very involved with, you know, always abreast of what's happening and not like, hey, again, it's not like a robot type thing, like <laughs> must find local <laughs> friends with the kids, you know. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I just enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy current stuff. So, I tend to think, hey, it's, it's not. It's a nice time, you know. If people are sharing all these mannequin ch- challenges. Well, it's very easy for me to kind of come up with something in a hypno show, which I can film and, and do. And you know, you'll see me there. You know, they're on my Facebook page, you'll see a, a running man challenge on a hypnosis. You see a, hip- a mannequin challenge on hypnosis, and you know, it's that kind of thing. So I'll, I'll try and tie some things in. And you know, each year when I do my my new theatre show, which starts again with this Fringe Festival in Australia, then we'll you know, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll try and put some routines which are pertinent to some stuff going on. You know, like last year we had an an, emo, an emojis routine. You know, it's yeah, there's lots of things which you know just fall into place, and it it could be good for that year, and then it may be gone the next. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, what's in the works now? What's coming up next? Well, funny actually, just you've caught me this week. We're just actually launching the new shows. So what happens is there's uh, although the Behind the scenes, we've been working on all the promo and everything for it. it actually, the it, the embargo actually got lifted just a few days ago, and we make the big announcements. Hey, this is our brand new show. It's going to be on at this venue for these you know twenty nights or twenty five nights. And so I, I launched the new show, which is called Serving Suggestions, which is uh, just uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> nice. man, man, you, you know, you, you know, you know me well enough because we've had some very good pun pun battles online. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the pun, and I just love the fact of you know serving suggestions because there's a lot of kind of cooking stuff that is very big at the moment, and then the whole thing of well, I am doing that. I am serving suggestions. So, so we've got some really fun photos which tie into the both of those things. Of course, the show has nothing to do with cooking. It's just a cozy <laughs> show. <laughs> Imagine the person in the back of the house going, I thought he was going to cook something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so we launched that new show and we've also launched the, the, the new version of Clubnosis Experience this week with all the new marketing material and promotional stuff. So that, that, that's the new stuff that's kind of coming along for, for next year. Outstanding. Um, outstanding. I love uh, it. Yeah. Where, where can yeah, people, yeah. I, I've got the URL in front of me and I won't tell you that I keep reading it as Matt the Whale. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's, uh, that, that was when I was using, when I was using MatthewHale.com.au, it's kind of funny because it's, uh, yeah, you put that together, it's MattTheWhale.com.au, but um, you can actually now go to MattHale.com.au. Oh, there we um, go. And that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my official site, but uh, yeah, I you know I I do love connecting with everyone. So if, if so, those of you who, who are listening now and, and don't know me, you know if you if you want to drop by, say say hello, yeah, please do. Just contact me through Facebook, probably the easiest. You you you'll find me across all social media on Hypno Hail. That's whether it's Snapchat, Facebook, Insta, or or Twitter. You'll find me under Hypno Hail. Uh, or, or, you know, I'm sure if you search Matt Hale Comedy Hypnotist, you'll find me as well. But, uh, you know, I've got some independent stuff for the Clubnosis side of things. But, um, yeah, you, you'll find me answering stuff anyway. So. Outstanding. This has been fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me uh, this evening for me, this morning for you. Yeah, I tell you, man, once you get to the future, I tell you, you're going to love this. Like, you know, I'm literally hovering on my hoverboard right now <laughs> as we talk, talk this. I'm Bluetoothing to my foot. I'm not using any headphones or anything. It's crazy in the future. You're going to love it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'll see you soon in person. Cheers. Eventually. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Jason Lynette here once again, and I'd highly encourage you hop online right away and connect with Matt, see his projects. We're going to stick some of the videos of some of the work that he's done up on the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. And I'd share if stage hypnosis is an interest of yours, check this out. I've got an easy link for you to find. Head over to stageconference.com. Now, that link is actually a replay of a webinar that I did with Tommy V and Michael DeShallot talking about a the Ultimate Stage Hypnosis Conference. This is a stage hypnosis convention that's going to be happening in Las Vegas in March 2017. You can interact with that replay. You can learn all about that upcoming stage hypnosis convention. Again, simple URL to go to stageconference.com. And while you're there, stick around for the next six days because Sean Michael Andrews and I are going to be doing the Master Hypnotist course. Six days of accelerated hypnosis training to make you confident, competent, and unstoppable within your hypnotic skills. Whether you are working with clients on a one-to-one basis or whether you want to be someone like Matt who's getting up and really making this work happen confidently and competently on stage, we're going to be sharing with you skills to really make that happen. So two places to check out. First of all, over the weekend, that time frame in March out in Las Vegas, head over to stageconference.com. Some outstanding learning to be had in that webinar replay. You can learn about the ultimate stage hypnosis conference and then stick around for the next six days for the master hypnotist course with myself and Sean Michael Andrews teaching you outstanding strategies to get better results with your clients, more emphasis, more uh, strength inside of your hypnotic and and as Matt and I just shared the phrasing of making you more good or better as a hypnotist. Either way, I'll see you soon.